Hello, good afternoon, and that was the intro of today's subject. My name is Tariq, and what you're listening to is the Morning Star Journal. Uh, This is a podcast that I kind of created a while back to um, really just go over different, uh, just a lot of different subjects, but mainly um, TV, TV shows, movies, games, books, um, and sometimes even music, uh, just things that I've enjoyed and just, um, you know, things I think people would, um, find interesting or maybe even, uh, take a moment and have fun with themselves. And today I'm talking about Into the Badlands, um, an AMC original show that started, I believe, uh, back in 2015 uh, and ended last year. You could actually find it, um, the full series, which is three seasons, on Netflix. And if you're like me and um, also enjoy having uh, uh, physical copies, that, uh, I believe all three seasons are actually on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So you can also find it there. Um, so that is what we're going to kind of jump into today, which I'm really excited. I wanted to talk about this show for a long time. I believe I've hinted at it, uh, several times. Uh, if you listen to my previous podcast, I talk about it constantly. Um, it's probably, oh, I can't say one of my top shows. I have a few, uh, top shows that I really, really enjoy that I um, always enjoy kind of going back to and I've rewatched uh, countless times. So let me start this off a little background. Just a little something in the background while we talk about it. Um, but before we go into that, uh, let's go a little bit of a housekeeping. Of course, we got to talk about it. So Right now, we're in day, I don't even know at this point, of uh, our um, pandemic, stay at home, everything and anything you want to call it right now. And it is quite crazy. Um, I know for myself, this has been, uh, it's almost, It actually, no, sorry, it has been a full month since um, our... Um, my supervisor had came and said that we were going to be working from home and to no longer come into the office. We don't have to. And for a full month, I've pretty much done that. Um, I have gone in a couple of times. Uh, and there's only been maybe one or two people actually at the office. We all stayed pretty far apart. But, I mean, for the most part, um, I have been... Uh, staying inside and or staying at home as far as working and it's kind of crazy and um, I know a lot of people are just wondering like oh when things gonna get back to normal when things gonna change but I don't know about that and the reason why I say that is because I don't know I, I can't think of anything at least as far as I know as from my history that have gone on for this long that has this many uh, repercussions and if you think about it I mean so many businesses probably around where you are or businesses that you know have had to scale back 
um, possibly file for bankruptcy or even close. So it's uh, this whole situation is really um, shined a light on a lot of places on either you know places that are able to sustain themselves um, and possibly uh, fear workarounds like my job did, or you know some places that weren't able to sustain and had to actually close because of it. Um, I know that there's uh, different stimulus and um, kind of debt forgiveness things that are going out there, but they're not going to everybody. They're going to a lot of the major businesses, maybe a few um, moderate ones, but there's going to be a lot of um, minor uh, minor businesses, small businesses that are going to really be affected by it. So to say things and go back to normal, I don't know. Um, I think we're going to look, I think there's a chance we're going to look at something new come out of this. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in around June and July, people will laugh and they'll say, hey, remember that crazy time around mid-March to end of April where uh, <laughs> everyone was at home and you saw face mask and uh, stores were kind of had stock but didn't have stock? I mean... Hopefully, and maybe I'm. Uh, hopefully, I'm wrong, and we'll, we will be laughing about this in a couple months. But if not, I think we got to prepare that we're going to see a kind of a different world as far as um, economy-wise. Like I said, um, I think this is kind of shone uh, a light on a lot of different businesses on how sustainable they are or how sustainable they're not. So we'll kind of see where we're going. But since um, a lot of people um, and anyone who's listening may be at home and you may have a lot of time on your hands, why not check out a few shows and into the Badlands? Now, I recently just finished the last season. It's about the thing. It was the second time that I've watched it, and I thought so. Thought it would be a good time while it's still fresh in my mind on, you know, what I really dug about it. Now, I have a few, a handful of shows that I really, really enjoy. Um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know uh, shows like Persons of Interest is my one of my all-time, and I know a lot of people are probably tired of me talking about it. But hey, if you have some people that want to talk about Breaking Bad, some people who want to talk about things like the Wire, Sopranos, or Walking Dead. For me, it's person of interest, and Leverage is another one, which I've um, kind of talked a little bit about both. And um, I believe they're well, person of interest, I believe, is still on Netflix, and Leverage may be fully available on Amazon, Amazon Prime. So um, both those are available. But today we're actually going to talk about um, Into the Badlands and. The intro you heard in the beginning is the actual intro song to um, the show. And it's done um, really cool where, like, it's almost these uh, comic-style um, stills of uh, different characters, kind of like silhouettes of different characters in action or performing different stunts. Um, so... What I'm going to do is actually, I'm going to read the, well, basically it's a premise um, that's been written up, not by me, by someone else, 
But this is the basic premise of the show, which won't give too much away. And I'll keep spoilers to a minimum with the exception of one. Since the show's already done, it ended last year, you have plenty of time to watch it. And this particular spoiler, the thing about it is, the show I loved. I really enjoyed the show. It's this martial arts show, but I'll get to the more description. But there's an ending kind of um, sting that they put on that, in my opinion, was unwarranted. And it doesn't make sense when you think of the concept of what the show is and what they've done. So, and there was no lead up to it. But I'll get to that in a moment. So, let's start off with this series. And hopefully I can uh, read this without messing up too much. So... The series is set in a post-apocalyptic world approximately 500 years after a war that left civilization in ruins. Many elements of technology, such as electricity and ground vehicles, have survived the apocalypse, but society now shuns guns, leading to reliance on melee weaponry and crossbows. Remember that. In a territory known as the Badlands, encompassing several states located between the Rocky Mountains and the Mississippi River, a feudal society is developed to fill the power vacuum left by the war. Barons control land and monopolies over commodities like opium and fuel, trade in almost sorry, trading amongst themselves to maintain the peace. Each baron is served by a massive workforce of slaves called cogs, as well as prostitute class called dolls. A baron maintains power through through corps of young men and women called clippers, highly trained and loyal warriors. Clippers are forbidden from marrying and having children, lest their loyalties be divided. Each clipper force is captained by a regent. Several groups exist outside the strict hierarchy of the barons. Nomads are the most common, mostly lawless, homicidal bandits who subsist on stealing from trade convoys between the barons, but some live in organized clans. The River King and his men control water trade in the Badlands and beyond, and is considered a neutral party in the barons' power struggles. An Austin... Sorry... And Aztec religious movement called the Totemus is also shown to exist on the fringes of society, living in isolated communities and practicing a form of idol worship. The widow leads a revolutionary group of anti-feudal fighters for her late husband's barony. Although nominally recognized as a baron by her peers, they do not respect her and contempt is mutual. Little is known of the world beyond the Badlands, but is implied that it is far less politically stable and environmentally sound than the Badlands. The mythical utopia city of Azra is believed to exist outside the Badlands, but most dismiss as a legend. So, if that isn't somewhat what it is, let me kind of break that down again. So basically, 500 years in the future, it's all gone crappy, and we live in this kind of feudal slash kind of warrior class mentality that goes on. And our main character that we follow throughout most of it is named Sonny, played by Daniel Wu. 
And Sonya's a clipper for one of the major barons named Quinn. And we follow his story throughout the, um, throughout the series. Now, this series, um, like I said, it ran from, um, it ran from back in uh, November uh, 15th of 2015 and actually went all the way to 2019. Now, unfortunately, in the midst of the third season, that's when it was like around February, where it was announced that the series was actually going to be canceled. And then the final episode aired May of that same year, May of last year, 2019. Um, so the series was kind of weird because it started off where I think the first season was only about like six episodes. But then the next two seasons actually expanded out a little bit more. So like you had um, six episodes in the first season. And then the second season, which actually came out two years later, um, was ten episodes. And then the third season was pretty much broken up, and it's practically two seasons. So the third season is technically like season three and four, and that was eight episodes long. Um, And even though Sonny um, is the main character we follow, there's another character that, that comes in the first season named MK, who's this kind of young teenage boy who actually has a dark power. Now, this is the um, one time where it kind of shows a little mysticism because basically when he first appears, MK has this kind of dark energy where when he's cut, his eyes go black and he starts exhibiting supernatural powers where he's exceptionally strong and can defy basic things like gravity. And where in the first season, MK is the only one, it slowly expands when we find um, near the end of the first season where you actually find other people looking for him. And then it expands that concept even further. And it does a really good job. But one of the main draws of the show is the martial arts. And the martial arts are amazing. The fight choreography, so I can't even say the word, is... um, beyond exceptional you'd be hard to find a better show in general and in the fights for a lot of for a lot of them like not just um sunny mk but a lot of the other uh, players like the widow um played by trying to find the name um emily beckham or beckham beckham i was probably saying that wrong but um Widow's also, like, amazing as far as her fight scenes. Like I said, Daniel Wu. Armist Knight plays MK. Um, you've got Ali, and I'm going to say this name wrong, and I apologize. Iondis, um, who plays Tilda, which is, like, the Widow's kind of right-hand woman. Or right, yeah, right-hand woman. Um, she's very exceptional. She, like, she plays throughout the show. Um... Sherman Augustus, uh, Nathaniel Moon, who's a former Clipper that Sonny battles and kind of beats but doesn't kill. And he has like this quest for revenge for um, a good portion when we see him. Um, even uh, Nick Frost appears as a uh, as this kind of schemer named Baji who uh, has this expanded role as the season's play. And, 
is really a fan favorite because at the very least, despite his schemes, he's the one who tells everything, like, you know, as is. All in all, the series is really cool. I highly recommend watching if you want to see something that's uh, pretty cool in martial arts. I will say that one of the hardest things, though, is that there's a lot of different people who will um, switch sides or kind of um, switch priorities rather quickly. And even though, you know, you may have seen things like that on shows like um, uh, Game of Thrones or... Um, actually, better one would be Black Sails. If you ever watched that one, it's a kind of a pirate show that was on, um, I believe, Stars, and um, that one was very good at showing like a lot of different people um, switching um, allegiances depending on the situation. But in Into the Badlands, it happens pretty frequently and fast, and you almost have to. You kind of have to pay attention and um, sometimes had to rewatch to understand, okay, why are you siding with this person and why are you not listening to this person? And sometimes it made sense, sometimes not as much. So there's times where that's a little wonky, but I mean, for the most part, it's really cool. And um, I've liked it since the first episode and all the way to the end. Um so let me see a few things that I do. Um, you know, one of the things I try to do whenever I go over different shows is go over little tidbits here and there. And fortunately with this one, um, I haven't had a lot of prep time. I felt like doing this kind of quickly. Um, so <laughs> now for the most part, the show, uh, the first season actually takes place in New Orleans. And you can almost tell because there's a lot of stuff where they're in either um, they're showing this kind of uh, city block where a lot of the kind of major fight scenes happen or these big mansions, um, which I've seen a couple when I actually went to New Orleans a long time ago. Um, And then in the second and third season, I guess the production, they kind of upped it a little bit more and they actually took place in Ireland, which is kind of funny since technically the... Uh, move the the show is supposed to be in America. Like I mean, it's it's clearly says that it's you know around the um, it's an area around the Rocky Mountains and the Mississippi River. So it's obviously supposed to be in America, but a lot of the uh, second and third season is in Ireland, and there's like these beautiful landscapes and. Um, these uh, towers and uh, these structures are like, okay, that's not America. That is that is nowhere near here. It's obviously a different country, but you're supposed to believe it is it's supposed to be here. So it's kind of one of those, eh, maybe in 500 years, a lot happened, I guess. But, you know, and then, and then at the same time, they'll do something when they're traveling. They'll stop at a... Um, they'll be like at some old resort or uh, some structure that you know okay yeah this was in this is in their area this is in like Colorado or this is in like some place in America but then like I said at the same time then there'll be like this um, meeting of rivers and this kind of fortress and the actual fortress and you're like "Eh, that's nowhere (laughs) 
that's nowhere in this country. But hey, um, you, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, also, something you have to kind of get past and understand is that it, there is a lot of the um, what's called like wire foo, as some call it. So it's kind of like this kind of martial arts thing where um, you see it, it, I think, main popular in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and of course, you saw it a lot in The Matrix where they use wires to kind of exhibit like supernatural feats. So to get back to the actual character, so um, a lot of the Clippers, Sonny and um, Nathaniel Moon, who is an ex-Clipper, and the Widow and Tilda, a lot of these characters are highly trained, but during the show they do exhibit um, some almost supernatural powers in which, you know, they'll um, kind of jump and stay in the air longer than physically possible, or they'll do these um, flips or um, these hit hits that are, um, that will propel them off of uh, walls or other enemies and be able to do some crazy feats and that's more or less the whole natural thing and it's kind of funny when I was watching the third season again it kind of reminded me of a little thing where like when you watch something like that in a cartoon for instance um, even if the cartoon is depicting um, let's say more accurate um, characters, like they look more humanoid rather than cartoonish, if that makes sense. Um, a lot of times you can forgive it. You just um, accept that, okay, well, in this world, people who are trained this way, they are able to do this. Kind of like in um, Dragon Ball, for instance. Um, you accept that if you ever watch, uh, <laughs> I'm sure whoever's listening to this, you've probably watched or at least seen an episode or a meme of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. But in that kind of show, though, even though there are humanoid people, there you know there are animals and dinosaurs and anthropomorphic characters. But for the regular people, you have regular people who can't do the special arts like Goku and Krillin and the rest of them. But you do accept that the ones who do know martial arts or who have certain training can um, move um, beyond um, this, can move um, faster in light or can uh, float or even fly. And you accept it because in that world they explain that, hey, if you have training or if you have, um, or if you're from a different planet or what have you, then you are able to move that, you are able to do that, even though they look relatively human. Um, Cowboy Bebop is another one where it takes more realistic, where even though they're out in space, you know, people can't breathe in space and they can't travel at the speed of light without jump gates. So, uh, they don't do anything fantastical. Um, and for the one exception or two exceptions that do happen, there's an explanation behind it. But then again, characters like, if you watch Cowboy Bebop, another show I recommend, um, Spike, Jet, um, Faye, they can they move at normal or even, um, well, not maybe normal, but, you know, maybe be a little bit better trained, of course, but they don't do anything crazy because it's outside of their world. Except that. 
the reason why I'm talking about those anime shows is because Into the Badlands does things that if it were in an anime, you probably wouldn't you think twice on it. You think, okay, that's just cool that they're spinning in the air and bouncing on a sword. There's a scene where the widow is fighting um, Nathaniel. And Nathaniel has, he's at this lighthouse where he has, um, and around the lighthouse are swords of all the people that have tried to um, come after him and win the title because, just a quick background on Nathaniel, um, is that he was this clipper of war of renown, and once he retired, it, it became this kind of thing where people wanted to be the one to take him out because he took on so many people and um, basically no one could and he had this kind of like um, ring around this um, around his uh, thing it was like a lighthouse or something of bodies in their swords of all the people that tried to fight him and lose and during the fight between the widow she actually kind of she dodges an attack from him and jumps on and bounces herself herself on two of the swords in a fighting stance and then she does a leap kicks two of the swords out of the mounds and kicks them uh, directly at Nathaniel Moon now of course it's utterly ridiculous and you know completely impossible i mean we're not even this is even the realm of possibilities but at the same time it's already been established that fighters like the widow and moon and also sunny and a couple others have these innate abilities that they can do it and it is one of those things that you know i'm sure there's going to be people that say well that's just fantastical that's just impossible and more so because it's live action where if it was a cartoon you can kind of roll with it a little bit better i think sometimes when we see it live action it's harder to process the more um fantastical or cartoony elements of it um sometimes i think that's what hurts um, on a side tangent, Speed Racer, which is a show that m- many people probably will say, oh, it had many problems as far as script and stuff like that. But I enjoyed that movie. It might be one to actually talk about at one point because it was, in my opinion, it was fun. And for the most part, it's a pretty good adaptation of the cartoon. And it kind of was the best you could get without... Um, trying to make it too real worldy and losing the flair of the cartoon. But anyway, um, Into the Badlands does a lot of these kind of crazy over the top kind of stunts, like I said, with the Warfu, but that shouldn't take away from um, how amazing it is when it does become close quarters. And because they live in this world where they've um, shunned guns more or less, they are just using different types of um, swords, nunchucks, staves, spears, um, lots of different style of melee weapons. And then, you know, occasionally there will be things like um, crossbows and um, 
uh, bows and arrows that are, are also used at times. So, before I go on, I'm just going to talk about this last part, is that, okay, so this is the one thing about this, and I don't want to, like I said, don't want to give anything away, it's worth watching, you see a lot of different um, story arcs, people come, people go, some people don't make it towards the end that you think, oh, you know, this person, they've got to make it to the very end, they've got to make it longer than they thought, and some of them don't. There's a few people that actually do leave that I feel like it was probably like the actor, um, not saying the actor probably had a problem, but at the very least, there was possibly a schedule conflict, and I, I would like a lot of people to watch it and maybe get back to me and just tell me what you think of this, and this is um, not about the ending, but this is a different thing that I noticed. That in the very beginning, or at least in the first season, and for the most part of the second season, there was this focus on MK as this um, stand-in character. But not only as a stand-in character, but also a character that had this extra secret of the dark power within. And Sonny also had a few secrets here and there, but it was like he had a different story that we were also following. And I kind of feel that, I don't know, something happens because by the third, especially by the end of the second season, going into the third, MK becomes more or less a secondary character. And he kind of becomes like this background character. And Sonny not only becomes a main character, but also a lot of things I think was supposed to focus on MK were shifted to Sunny instead. And they did a good job as far as um, kind of showing, uh, I don't know, they, they, they did a good job in explaining Sunny's story, but sometimes there are just things that when you try to add it up, it just didn't, it, just, it, it was just hard to fit. Like when they start showing flashbacks of Sonny's past on different marks, it's kind of like it, it almost seemed like they were combining a few things together rather than like it, it's like if you almost took half of what they showed with Sonny's past and then the other half was supposed to be given to MK, but either something happened with that actor or that character. And he just didn't click with people, and they started giving him less of importance, and he became more or less a side character. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I never cared for MK as much, even though um, he wasn't the only young one. Tilda is also, I think, supposed to be um, roughly around that same age as him, and she's not as... No, sorry, not as... Not near nowhere near as annoying I actually enjoyed her story and her um, transition and you know where she goes as far as um, her progression but for MK I don't know I just never really cared for it he became annoying after a while and then but I mean but on a plus side on later seasons his importance became less and it just seems like um, I, I know, and it just makes me wonder if like they knew that or if there was something else going on that his importance started shrinking a little bit i said i don't know maybe it's just me but it if you ever have a chance or of course listening decides to watch it hey take a look and 
tell me what you think and if I'm going crazy. But here's something that happens at the very end, which, like I said at the beginning, um, kind of goes back to what they did, what they said about it. That I don't know, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. All right, so spoilers for the end coming, and I'll give a countdown for five. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so at the very, 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 very ultimate end, after a lot of the dust has settled, um, and I also think that the cancellation came at a surprise for the team because they... It does seem like the show's trying to wrap up a lot of different things. They they closed a lot of arcs. They kind of created a few, you know, ambiguous things to be like, hey, if somebody picks it up, then, hey, this is where we're going. But at the same time, we're closing a lot of these major arcs. So we don't have any lingering questions, I should say. But the one thing that comes up is a random character, and it's a character that is only introduced... Uh, like treasury in the third sea at the end of the third season, and he's going through debris. I'll just say that, and he finds a gun. And just before that, a character insinuates that a another power is coming to play, and um, initially one character thinks that it's. Um, what they call the Dark Ones, which is what MK's power is, but it's um, it's not that. It's supposed to be something different and something more sinister from the past, and it shows this gun. And not only is it a gun, it's just a regular revolver, and then this character is able to um, fire it, and it actually fires, and the ending is just this character firing a gun, kind of insinuating that guns are going to be coming back into this world. This world that had uh, shunned guns for, you know, since the fall of civilization 500 years ago, guns are coming back. So, now, I get what they're trying to do, but at the same time, this seems silly to me. Now, and this is why, and I'll explain kind of why I'm going with this, is that, for one, I don't know much about guns, how they fire, how long they last, whatever. So, you know, this may be kind of, you know, an experienced person trying to experience something that somebody who does handle guns says, of course it'll work. But it's a kind of old school revolver that you might find in the Wild West... We're talking about 500 years past regular civilization. So even if we go by 2015, if we say, even if we go by 2010, we're talking about a gun that's not only 500 years, because it wasn't a modern gun. It was a older revolver style gun. So this gun is almost, could be potentially almost seven I mean, this is like old uh, Wild West type of gun. So we're talking about something that's probably like, um, you know, maybe 600, 500 years in relatively of when this guy finds it. And and it fires without a problem. And I'm like, no. And, it, and also, if it was totally shunned, 
there'd be no maintenance. It's not like he found it in a museum. And that's the other thing, is that there was no lead-up to this. It wasn't like there was a character that kept old weapons, or they keep them as souvenirs, or somebody that was restoring them for archaeological sake. It was just found in this random place. Not only that, so there is a point where they do go to a museum of sorts and it does have like um fossils of like dinosaurs and they're kind of when they first go there they're in awe because they've never heard or seen things like that which you know of course you know that kind of makes sense i mean we're talking about like civilization fell 500 years um probably not too many um major books and um when you're worried about just their survival learning about dinosaurs is kind of low on the totem pole there so it kind of makes sense there and it would be different if maybe there was a gallery there that showed weapons of the past and had guns or rifles but that's not where he found it he found it in the middle of this other area that there would be no reason for a gun to be laying there nor blown blown up in that place. Not only that, we're talking about a world that has highly trained um, individuals where you'll learn martial arts to a degree to be almost superhuman. You have superhumans of the ones that are either depending on your side of things, they call them blessed or dark powers, in which you have supernatural powers and you have, and there are access to things like crossbows and um, explosives. So they can make things. So, and you've seen instances of them making bombs and crossbows that act almost better, if not more um, uh, potential than, uh, or more devastating than guns um, are. It just seems like, okay, this kid finding a gun doesn't make, that's not a big deal. I mean, there's so many other ways that we've already, you know, this show has already learned that we're already killing each other with in more efficient ways and using any kind of weapon. It wasn't like he found some modern, you know, modern gun or a space gun or something or, you know, some Tesla gun or flamethrower. It's just a regular gun. Speaking of which, I think they've had uh, flamethrowers and stuff like that in the, on the show at some other points. So it's kind of like, I don't know, you, you're introducing something that like, I get what you're trying to do. It's not like this was the Conan universe and then all of a sudden some random passerby finds a gun there or um, Lord of the Rings or uh, Game of Thrones or something. This is a world that like, it existed 500 years ago. You're talking about something that's maybe 600 years and technology didn't really, it, it halted. But it wasn't like it just reverted back to like everyone was using, um, it didn't rock back to the Stone Age because there was still electricity, there were still cars, they had devices like the um, whole like uh, Blessed or Dark Ones, they did have a device to find them. So it's kind of like this weird, it's kind of like this post-apocalyptic, I think what's called, I think some people call it analog future where it's not digital so there's not like there's not AI there's not computer chips but at the same time we still have 
a lot of the modern things. Like you have electricity, you have um, basic machines and cars and things like that. So, like I said, it's it's one of those that like I get what they're trying, but I don't think it worked. And but the series was ending, so I guess they were just kind of throwing everything. But I think there should have been, if that's how it was going to end, I kind of wish there was a better lead up to it or a better significance because it, to me, it just kind of fell a little bit flat there. But that's the very, 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 very last, like, 30 seconds that we see this. And up until that point, the final episode is actually really good. Um, what happens is pretty satisfying and heartfelt throughout the entire uh, season or show. Um, there are some kind of moments where it's like uh, certain people make a, meet a definitive end while others kind of meet a more ambiguous one where like, okay, if the show were to go on, um, it would have been interesting. And I think they probably would have um, done like this time jump as well. Um, where some characters, especially, um, won't give it away, but, um, a couple of characters, one has a child, uh, somewhere around the second season, and then another one is about to have a child, so it would be interesting to see them a little bit farther along, because I think that's what, and, and if guns were going to come into play, I'd rather see, I guess it I would rather see what the what a later future holds. So like jump ahead, we'll say fifteen years. So I think that'll be a good time because having um, these two characters, having these these two children be around fifteen years old, and then you can keep a lot of the same actors fifteen years later. Uh, a lot of the adults you can you know keep the same. So. Um, Jump ahead that time, I think it would have been interesting to see, okay, how would the Badlands or wherever they ended up, because there are hints, as I said in the in the description, they hint, but they don't really talk about the areas outside of the Badlands. And like I said, most of the show takes place in and around the Badlands area, so there's a lot more of not only just America, but the whole world to know like what's going on with it and they could really explore it um and it would be interesting but like i said that that's the only part that was kind of like kind of falls flat um but that's enough of that but let me kind of get on with this i don't want to keep on forever i've talked a lot about this but if you have a chance i definitely recommend it into the Badlands. It is on Netflix, the entire run. Um, like I said, it's only three seasons long, a total of, just a moment, so 6, 10, and 16. Doing my math right, that's only 32, so 32 episodes. You can knock that out real quick, especially if you're like me and staying in for the most part. You want something to watch? I don't think you can go wrong with that one. Um, and you have the benefit um, of not having to wait a week for uh, certain things, which definitely became annoying when um, there was a lot of cliffhangers and, um, oh no, what happens next? And, and originally the uh, season uh, seasons were like two years apart, so you had to wait 
two years before you found out what happened at the end of the previous season and especially uh, the third season, which um, they cut in half. So after episode eight, it was about a year before the next or the last eight episodes came out. But I definitely recommend it. I think you should watch it. And that's my recommendation for the week. I want to thank anyone who's decided to listen. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm going to try to start doing these more regularly. Again, I'm um, still trying to kind of set up my um, bass to play um, a song that I want people to kind of play along with and send back. But uh, by all means, if you have any suggestions want to talk about Into the Badlands or maybe recommend something else, uh, definitely let me know. You can always leave a message here. I usually go through Anchor and they do voice messaging, but you can also send me a message um, at the Morningstar Journal, all spelled out, at gmail.com. So the Morningstar Journal um, at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on Twitter just at Morningstar Journal and journal spelled J R N L. Everything else spelled out. So at Morningstar Journal, J R N L. Um, thank you again. I hope everyone decides to stay safe, stay healthy. Because uh, I know, like for me, staying in, it didn't change. This doesn't change my overall life for better or worse. Uh, it doesn't change what I do and who I've interacted with. Other than not being able to go to work, which kind of sucks because there's a few people I enjoy being able to talk to, but I'm taking it in stride, but I know there are a lot of people that this is going to be very difficult for, uh, people who enjoy going out or um, really spend most of their time with other people. So um, I would say just try to stay safe and stay sane, of course. Um just be smart and, you know, stay healthy. And like I said, if you are stuck inside, you know, there's definitely a lot of things that occupy you, not just on TV, but just around your home. You know, hey, do what I do. I actually um, moved in a desk. I actually helped um, my dad move out uh, a couple other furniture. So uh, you'll hear a bad echo right now because I'm trying to fill the room but hopefully i'll be able to get some other stuff in here soon but again like i said i hope everyone has a great day and i'll talk to you soon later